I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome back to the Must Hear Music podcast. We are returning after a brief Thanksgiving break. Um, my name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Erica Ramirez. Hi, the original cast is back. The original cast. Yeah. And that means that Jason Lipschutz is <laughs> here occupying I am. the third mic. Back, back in the saddle. How back. was uh, th- your Thanksgiving weekends, guys? Really quick? It was, it was lovely. It was just nice to sit in, on a couch for a day after day. Absolutely. Yeah. Same. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. You know, that was a very hearty discussion, but I'm glad it it was great. Oh, get over it. No, no. I'm (laughs) just saying, I I don't have anything to add either. I just right. Well, I hope all the listeners both ate food and sat on a couch as well. Watching football. That's just kind of what it's about, really. You know, it's not. This is not Fourth of July. You don't go tubing down a river. You just yeah. kind of sit on a couch. down a river for 4th of July? Oh, I've done that before. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that. I also don't know how to swim, so would, that would scare me. But go ahead. That would be frightening if you not swim. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, drowning, this is sort of <laughs> works. Yeah. Let's talk about the new uh, Gwen Stefani oh, song. Oh, I knew you were going there. Boom. <laughs> that she has with Pharrell. It's called Spark the Fire. Um, I'm going to... Well, okay, here's my quick take on it. I, I don't like this song. Okay. And it reminds me of the bad material that Pharrell produced on Madonna's album, Hard Candy, just kind of Ooh, like sparse, yeah. awkward pop. Um, and also we'll say that for, it, what kind of pains me is that this is like a feminist anthem. And then she has this line about, it's time for the girl species to grow. And then like half a breath later, she uses LOL as a lyric. And I feel like yeah. a feminist anthem deserves a little bit of a better lyric than that. But I'm, I'm gonna toss it to you, Jason. Man, it's just like so. We uh, a couple weeks ago, I wanted to I wanted to pick this song because a couple weeks ago on the Must Hear Music podcast, we talked about "Baby Don't Lie," the comeback single from Gwen Stefani after many years out as a solo artist. And when that song came out, I was like, "Yeah, this isn't very good." But like, let's give her time. You know, it it might be like a teaser single, mm-hmm. and it's kind of mid tempo, and I'm sure she has a dance song. And now, you know, I heard Spark the Fire, and now I'm just totally disheartened and totally yeah. discouraged. Because, like, this is not a good song. And what what is not more surprising but even more startling is that now we have two mediocre songs, but we have two 
horrible music videos. I don't know if you guys <laughs> watched the music video to I Spark did, the Fire. Yeah, it's almost like there was a boardroom meeting where people were like, "Yeah, kids like emojis. Yeah, put some emojis. Uh, kids like dancing and pizza." Right. And uh, Pharrell in his hat. Like, let's put them all in a let's put them all in a music video. Just does, does Gwen know that that's not her audience? <laughs> like this. I mean, maybe it is in some like in a foreign market. Sense. I mean, like, I it reminds me of like a K-pop or J-pop well, yes, video. Absolutely, and she's have she's but she's also done that before. Right, she totally has done that before. At a time where like that was what like was also hot in the U.S. And but I just I don't know. Yeah, just everything about this rubs me the wrong way. I don't like the fact that she's calling so much attention to working with Pharrell again now that Pharrell is, you know, a hot name mm-hmm. again with Happy. If you watch the video again and listen to the song, like she incorporates Pharrell into the lyrics and into the video heavily and it's just like Gwen Stefani should be the last person chasing trends in pop right. music. She's an incredible artist and she has made some really groundbreaking singles. But I and think, do you think it's because she thinks that she's already set this trend? Like I was listening to the lyrics and it just reminded me on how like a lot of people say that all these, some uh, some of these upcoming singers kind of sound like her or dress like her and stuff like that, yeah. which yeah. like some of that I understand and she could say that, of course, but then it's just like, not only have you set this trend, but you've already done it. So why not like keep yeah. it moving, give people other stuff to like copy you. For. Yeah. It's just, it's totally disheartening to me. Like, like I said, it, it's just like, you know, I was thinking about when I was listening to this song for like the third or fourth time, painfully, and I was thinking about, the fact that she's on The Voice now and is like, and she performed the song on The Voice or debuted the song on The Voice. And I was just like, man, like this is such a safe avenue for her to take. It's just like, I'm back with the solo material. Let's, you know, I'll be on The Voice and we'll give it a nice uh, splashy mm-hmm. platform. And, you know, I'm back with Pharrell and it's it has emojis and LOL. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm really sad the about one this. Positive we're all, we're all thing shaking our heads. about this is that it's making Baby Don't Lie sound a lot better oh, in retrospect. Man. Now I'm no. like, hey, maybe that Baby Don't Lie wasn't a bad song. That video all. is actually worse. I would that, argue the video is actually the worst. They want to talk in, in emojis this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> SMH. Prayer hands. Uh, Prayer Prayer hands. <laughs> Please leave. Jeff kicked me off the podcast. <laughs> I mean, the, the last thing I want to, because I, I can't talk about this song anymore. The last thing I want to say about it is like, when you think about how she went from no doubt to her first solo album love angel music baby and what you waited for which is such a fun it's such a Mm -hmm. clever single and it's so this it's so sonically diverse and really boundary pushing and you you listen to that song and i remember hearing that song and i wasn't like a huge no doubt fan but I, i remember hearing that song when i was i guess a teenager and thinking man this is so cool like this is just a really clean pop song and i'm excited to see what else she's got and she had holla back girl like this is the total opposite of that to me where it's just like oh this kind of sounds like everything else but mm-hmm. not as good i that's how, all I how much of do you think it's pharrell i mean it might be a good amount like but it just seems like they're both playing it safe on this one it's just like there's no holla back girl vibe of of let's bring in a marching band and try something crazy it's just so right. it's so like you know it's so mm-hmm. safe it's, it's so stale. like that's and that's my least favorite thing like it just it, even if you do something totally batshit crazy like d- all right it might not work but like you tried for something well, especially like, them too that yeah. used to I mean for all doesn't 
you know, do the normal, but she used to not either. Yeah, exactly. That's too bad. Well, with that kind of a buildup, let's listen to some of it. Uh, This is Gwen Stefani and Pharrell Spark the Fire. OMG, OMG, I'm back again. Original feel good is what I defend. I'm a believer, no, I don't pretend. Know it is right when you look up and grin. The person next to you felt the energy. All right, that was Gwen Stefani, the widely uh, dismissed song on yeah. the Must Your Music podcast. You know, you know I, and I'm sorry, the, 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 <laughs> the very, very final thing I, I will say is that obviously we haven't heard the whole album yet. Maybe there will be a really good Gwen Stefani song on it. So I'm, Time will tell. Time will tell. But you're you're come hopeful. On, Gwen. This has left me just dismayed. Yeah. But, but next up, let's talk about another hotly anticipated album. We've got Frank Ocean. And we finally have a new Frank Ocean song. Uh, it's called Memorize. I think, I mean, calling it a song might be... It's definitely not a song. It's like a, a little. Yeah, it, it sounds like more of kind of an interstitial type song that's going to connect to actual songs in his upcoming album. Um, but I was just thinking or re- recalling, I mean, this was a while ago, but he was saying that this next album, as much as Channel Orange was Stevie Wonder influenced, this next one is going to be Brian Wilson influenced. And you definitely kind of get that, like, meditative, like, dreamy, in-my-room, bedroom vibe from this. So I think it's really Mm -hmm. interesting. I mean, the vocals, he sounds scared. He sounds, you know, like, lovelorn and kind of sad. It's really, this is just more of an interesting tease. Like, I don't think anyone's going to listen to this and be like, like, holy crap, Frank Ocean is back. But it's just, it's an interesting, you know, tidbit of what we might be getting on the next album. Yeah, It's more of just, like, finally we... We now can believe ourselves that you are actually putting out, like, an album or new music. But it really, it reminded me also of, like, Sampa, like, the very, like, stripped down singing that Sampa does. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's like a snippet. I wasn't that excited with it because I kept telling myself that it is just that, a snippet. I don't think I would be that fascinated by it if it was, like, an, if that was the full song. Right. But, yeah, I think it's more of just, like, the hope that there's actually music coming. I know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, it, it's always interesting to me to see how artists come back and, and do that sort of start that sort of rollout of their next project. Because, you know, a couple like a month or so ago, I wrote about like Beyonce versus Taylor Swift, how Taylor Swift has like this huge machine behind her. Beyonce had this whole surprise thing, but there were some leaks before that. And the whole like Frank Ocean, like it's so interesting to me that his decision to be like, all right, time to start sharing new music was like minute 57 seconds on Tumblr. Like it's just, it's just interesting to me. Like that's interesting yeah. to me that that's how he operates. I mean, Tumblr, that's Tumblr is where he posted his uh, note about being in love with a man two yeah. years mm-hmm. ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just, like I said, it's, it's not good or bad to me. It's just, it's just fascinating. Like I like I like getting in the mindset of, of, some of my favorite artists and being like, this is what this guy wants to do. He wants to just immediately just push something out and see what people think of it. And it might mean nothing. It might mean everything to this album, but right. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking it was an interesting comparison that um, both he and Kendrick Lamar are back now and they both kind of came out with really critically adored mixtapes and then 2012 had their kind of proper debut albums that were both critically adored but also sold a lot more copies than anyone was expecting really from either artist and it's been that long since we've been getting new music from them like yeah it's but i think it, it in both cases it's promising because you kind of get this sense that they're like true artists who aren't just like churning out the sophomore right. album like they're really kind of working on it but 
unlike this, I mean, yeah, what we heard from Kendrick was like a full song. This is yeah. very much just like a, a, you know, a snippet of where my head is at sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. And you wouldn't even know if it's going to be like on the album. I think it was just more of like, here, I have been working. Here's some stuff that I've been working on. Like, mm-hmm. now yeah. you could be quiet for another year while I work on this album. Hopefully not that long, but. Yeah, and also he, I guess Frank Ocean, you mentioned the Tumblr thing. Frank Ocean, I think, is a very, like, anti, he signed a Def Jam, but he's still very much, like, an anti-label, anti-corporation yeah. type of artist. Um, I think, I mean, it might have something to do with Def Jam kind of shelving his album until people started, like, actually talking and hearing about him. But that makes complete sense. Like, he's not on, like, Twitter. I don't think he's on Instagram anymore. Yeah. So it's all Tumblr, back to Tumblr again. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's listen to this. This is Frank Ocean Memorize. All right, that was Frank Ocean. Next up, let's talk about Tanache. So we've got a new song from Tanache called "Fucking With Me." This yeah, is Joe. not on her album that just came out, Aquarius, which mm-hmm. is. I, I meant to highlight this on the Must Hear Music podcast when it came out, and I somehow forgot about it, but I am just adore the album Aquarius. I think it's, like, one of the strongest releases of this year. Um, and this song, much like Two On, which was kind of her breakthrough track, is produced by DJ Mustard. So you're getting kind of a little more, like, upbeat, swaggery sound from her on this than you yeah. got for most of the Aquarius album. Um, and I guess kind of depending on what, Tanache you're looking for that's either good or bad like I liked that the album was a little more laid back than the single but I like this song an awful lot um it's it's just got like a really I mean the beat is great DJ Mustard knows what he's doing and at the beginning like she just has so much swagger that she almost sounds like Rihanna which is probably not a comparison she wants to invite at this Mm -hmm. stage in her career but like we're just seeing a lot of attitude from her which is cool just to get that difference uh, in approach. Let me ask you guys a question because I was listening to this song and do you guys think this is a a female response to the Big Sean song, I Don't Fuck With You? Like, did you guys... No. You guys... So you (laughs) I didn't think of that. I did not think of that. Okay. Okay. But you thought of that because of the title? I thought about that as the title, yeah. And just the... I mean, the lyrical standpoint is just... It, I, I kind of was waiting for something along these lines, like just because, you know, a couple weeks ago on the Juice podcast, we talked about like a, how it was a horrible week for people who hate misogyny and yeah. rap with um, Snoop and Iggy. Yeah, with uh, Snoop and Iggy and Pussy Overrated. Oh, and then like, I, I like, thank God that song. I hope that, that song disappears. That song, song needs to be buried. <laughs> but yeah, I, this is what like, I don't fuck with you is is. It's not as misogynistic as those other songs, but it it kind of is. Like it kind of is. Like let her live is all I'm let saying. Let her live. <laughs> no, what? This is not. I, mean, I know. Like I feel. I know. I can't even say that it's like male bashing or anything like that. I just. Think, I think that it's also because you don't like Joe kind of mentioned. You don't hear this attitude from Tanache even as much on the album. Yeah. Like it's very. The album's very emotional. Um, there are, like, you know, there's some songs where you could see her attitude or hear her attitude, but not as much as, like, this song. Mm-hmm. So I think that if it was, if that wasn't the case, then I'd be like, oh, Tinashe is like a, uh, it's not like K. Michelle, where K. Michelle's, like, literally trying to Oh, yeah. So, I mean, go I. Go crazy. I was, I was just wondering what you guys thought, because 
it sort of I th- it sort of struck me as odd that this song kind of just drops out of the air and you know it's not on her album and it's produced by DJ Mustard. I was just wondering if it's like you know she heard I don't fuck with you and is like obviously it's not about her, but I'm right. saying that maybe she's like she goes into the studio and is like I want to do a response song that's like yeah you're not fucking with me. Anyway, I would fully support that. I yeah, don't know it would be kind of cool, right? I think that would be great. Um, Can anyway. you tweet that at Big Sean and be like, "This is about you." Is this about you, <laughs> Big Sean? Um, no, I, I, I totally support what Tanache is doing. I do. One thing I want to say about Uh-oh. this is that getting a little bit tired of the DJ Mustard beats. Uh oh. Yeah, I didn't want to say this. I think I actually said. Uh, I find it very amazing how DJ Mustard makes pretty much the same, same beat yeah. over and over again but like does one little change on it or like softens it up just a tiny bit where everyone's just like yes another dj must and it's like it's the same one you heard like were you there song. when um our one of our co-workers and i'm not going to say who it is but one of our co-workers and i'm sure the two of you can guess who it is created a parody account on twitter of DJ Mustard, where every tweet is just the word hey. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. it just keeps going, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. That's pretty good. So, I mean, uh, I'm oh, sure yes. you guys can guess who it is. I did not but know. anyway. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wait. I think DJ Mustard is like the Philip Glass of hip hop and that that's his whole point. He wants the same sound for about 10 minutes and then you mix up just one note and then you get another 10 minutes. Like, I think he's toying around with that. I love that. I want that to be his new album title, The Philip Glass <laughs> of Hip Hop. Oh, my God. Easily buy that. That'd um, be amazing. All right, well, let's let's listen to the new Tanache song. It's called Fucking With Me. Him All right, that was Tanache. Uh, next up, let's talk ASAP Ferg featuring Big Sean, who we were just uh, oh, yeah. talking about. So they have so Ferg dropped a mixtape uh, called Ferg Forever, and it features a song called Ja Rule featuring Big Sean, um, and it does have a sample of Ja Rule's Put It On Me, um, that 2000 track. 
So it's, uh, I'm going to toss it to Erica because this is her pick. First off, I I'm, just wanted to say I love this. Yeah. I'm going to have you talk about this it. This is my pick, but I feel like it's also yeah. Jason's pick. So Fur came um, to the Billboard office, played us this mixtape a couple of days before it was released. And he played this song with um, not as many people in the room because he actually came a little bit early and I just told him to start playing the mixtape. And I had to have him like play it again as the room filled up just because of how amazing it is. It's just really funny, and I like that Ferg just is, like, comical on it, saying that he wants to sing like Ja Rule, and then kind of does sing, and, you know, does Ja Rule right by adding that sample that you mentioned, and, I mean, it's just, Amazing. it's fun, it's fun, Big, Big Sean, I'm a fan of Big Sean, sometimes is, uh, as Jason will agree, her may have some <laughs> stronger words. I won't sometimes, say anything about Big Sean today. Sometimes his puns are not always that uh, amazing, but on this song, he... He made me proud. <laughs> no, I but yeah, I just think that it's it's like a great a great song just because of how funny Ferg is and how carefree and definitely does sing. And I asked him if he could make an R and B album and he said that he doesn't know if he could do an entire album, but he is considering guys. Wow. <laughs> wow. If it happens, it's I wish of you. I hope there's a remix with Ja Rule on it. That would I'm be putting that incredible. out there right now. Ja Rule featuring Ja Rule. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, it's just, you're, you're totally right. Like for someone to be like, I want to sing like Ja Rule and then like like, call back to that great song of his. It's just, it's just hilarious. And also it just sounds good too. Like the production itself totally works. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to much else of the mixtape. I mean, should I, is, is the rest of it like this? What, what am I? You're missing a song called Reloaded, which samples frozen's theme song yeah nice go. that's oh, incredible so good. and there there yeah. is one song that's a reworking of tanache i gather right i believe there's i, I, I think so i think she's a lot featured of crossover on the track. today there's also a song with sizza which is really like a straight like soulful r&b yeah. song mm-hmm. it's really really good um yeah the song where he talks about ferguson it's a clams casino beat it's all the beat is great it's just he has a lot of different type of type of production on it which is really great um jason loves it i do and two things <laughs> jason want, loves fur two things I, yeah two things i want to say is that people you know don't get the behind the scenes stuff that we do so it's it's worth saying that ferg is just like one of the nicest guys like one i would say like one of the nicest rappers you'll ever meet right like he's like the nicest guy ever super down to earth yeah like down to earth i wanted him to come in in like a fur coat and he's just like no like (laughs) me and my ferg like red long sleeve shirt yeah yeah. just he's just the best and the other thing i want to say is that ferg is on your Juice podcast this week. Oh, in look a very at you fun, plugging the Juice I'm gonna, podcast. I'm going to plug the Juice podcast. <laughs> and uh, everyone listening to this should should listen because you and the guys of It's the Real talked to Ferg yes. about so many That's things. Awesome. We found out that Madonna made him tea once. That's pretty incredible. He was just like hanging out with her. We asked him what she gave him because she gave Chance the Rapper like some sort of like scooter. And he's just, he had yeah. to think about it, which means there was probably like, he probably got a scooter too, just didn't want to show off. <laughs> but he said that he, <laughs> she made him That'd tea awesome. and it wasn't Lipton. It was actual like fancy tea. Just, I mean, I would not expect Madonna to drink Lipton. Of course, Jeff seem. and Eric Rosenthal had to ask if it was Lipton tea. But just, uh, <laughs> just put it out there. There's some gems in the Jews podcast featuring Ferg. But yeah. That's incredible. All right, well, let's uh, let's listen to ASAP Ferg featuring Big Sean, Ja Rule. Slide in the motherfucking propeller. Pretty bad bitch that's so yellow. 
Been the fuck a click about four fellas. Get a crackin' on a bitch like an old leather. paid on a bitch like an old fella. Souffle on a bitch cause my dough better. Used to go to Mickey D's with no Alright, that was Ferg. Next up, let's talk about uh, St. Vincent. We have a new St. Vincent track, Pieta. Uh, so this is a track... Well, first off, I want to say... Um, and I might be alone on this, but the St. Vincent's album that came out this year, self-titled, is probably my favorite album of the year. Like, not only do I just, like, respect it, but I've just been listening to it nonstop. And it, it's so weird to find, like, an indie art rock record that is really listenable in, like, any situation. Like, running or, like, cleaning the house or, you know, like, reading or whatever you're so it's doing. It's trying to sound like a commercial. Exactly, yeah. So run out and buy the same Vincent. Uh, no, so I, I love the Vincent album. This is a new song she put out for a record store day single. Um, it's called Pieta, which is in reference to the Michelangelo statue where it's been recreated, like, 10 million times in churches around the world where uh, it's Mary holding Jesus after he's been crucified uh, her whole song is about it's a Pieta in reverse, so, you know, yeah. whatever you want to, meaning you want to read into that. You're putting me on right now. Keep going. Yeah, um, and it just kind of got a, like, David Byrne-ish vibe to it, which is not surprising. I mean, she made an album with a guy, um, but it, it certainly is not like a Talking Heads ripoff, but it definitely has that My Life in the Bush of Ghosts sort of Ooh. beat to it. It's a, it's just a really, like, it totally is a throwaway song. Like, this is not an album track, but it's, it's if you're a fan or a curious, like, it's worth checking out. So, but what, what do you think about it? I like it? the name, the My Life in the Bush of Ghosts name check, man. I mean, hey, it's a, it's a classic. This um, is when I step out of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Ja Rule. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, call, no. So, call me back when we talk about Jaw Rule. Anyone again. who knows me and has spent, you know, some time around me has probably heard me rant about St. Vincent and how much I don't really get the hype around St. Vincent. And that continues with this album that she came out with earlier this year. I was like, yeah, you know, every single. I've seen St. Vincent live maybe eight or nine times. I've listen to all four of her albums i just i can't i can't do it I but i can't understand that, here's but. the big hairy butt joe i really like this song this record store day song because it sounds very different for her and i feel like she's actually changing up her style on this and i agree with your take that yeah it does sound a little bit like influenced by saint or saint by <laughs> david byrne mm-hmm. uh, it's it's definitely more hushed it's definitely a little bit more experimental it's not you know, her singing in, in the exact same tone every time with some, you know, guitar licks swirling around it. You, you know, I, I and and that's not that sounds like shots fired, but Hating. it's just these, this is just kind of the style she operates in, which is no which is it's just something I don't really appreciate personally. A lot of other people do like they'll tell yeah, you that gonna, I'm wrong. We're going to arm wrestle about this. Later. Yeah, listen. All you I know. Mean, listen, I thought all was, praise to Saint Vincent. I, I'm just gonna be worse and be like, I think it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> so no. this is why Jason. I really, better if Jason talks. I about really it. no. I really <laughs> enjoy this song. Like you sent this, you were like, oh, I'm gonna pick this song, and I was like, Oh, here we go, another Saint Vincent song that wasn't. <laughs> is that like me Saint choosing Jesse Ware songs over and over uh, again? Is I she your Jesse Ware? Maybe she is. My, yeah. <laughs> Jesse Ware is my same thing. I was actually going to pick but Jesse anyway, Ware as you and I. I, I implore people who don't necessarily listen to St. Vincent and don't necessarily love St. Vincent to find this song, to seek this out, because it's something that's really interesting. And I'd love to see her explore this avenue a little bit more. 
Well, who? I mean, she might. You know, this is a one-off single, but who knows? I wouldn't. She's prolific enough. I wouldn't be surprised if we had an album from her yeah, next year. Yeah, man. It's just I. Uh, yeah. That's fine. We'll fight about this later. We'll fight about it later. Um. Anyway, fighting about Austin Mahone about yeah. half an hour ago. So that gives I, some insight into our lives. Austin Mahone are significantly less strong <laughs> than they are for Saint Vincent, but they're both adorable. I mean, there's no way around it. Um. But let's listen to it. Saint Vincent Pieta. All right, that was St. Vincent. Uh, next up, we have a Jason pick. It is title fight song Chlorine. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a Pennsylvania punk band. I want to. Uh, well, here, I'm just let me toss it to you. What yeah, you know. So title fight is a band from Kingston, Pennsylvania, and I'm I'm reading this just uh, because <laughs> they're from Kingston. They recorded their album, uh, their album Hyperview, which is their first album on Anti Records, comes out in February. And they recorded it in Conshohocken. And I kept mixing those up, that where they're from and where they recorded the album. Conshohocken is uh, somewhere I, uh, one of my best friends, the, the guy who will be the best man in my wedding, actually lives oh. in Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. Wow. So I was like, oh, cool. But he's not in this band. He's not in this band. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But anyway, so this song, Chlorine, is a song that premiered on The Fader a couple days ago. And... I just was really I, I don't know why what made me click on it uh, I like anti records a lot and it, I was like oh cool a new anti signee coming out with, in February I, somebody put me onto the song I forget who but I listened to this song and I just I, I I was really blown away by how gorgeous it was it, it's kind of in this dinosaur junior sonic youth mold of all of these careening guitars and a lot of this static and noise but in the middle of it just this absolutely beautiful melody. And you can listen. I listen to the song. It's three minutes and ten seconds long, and I just listen to it, and it ends, and I'm just like, "Wow, I really want to hear that again." Like I just wanted to keep going. It's just, it's just beautiful. Um, I'm yeah. So title fight, check them out. I I, I like this song a lot. I I don't. Uh, I haven't heard the album yet, and I started exploring their previous stuff, but I I don't want to speak on it just because you know I've only heard it on a cursory listen, but. Yeah, I, I've listened to this song a ton in the past couple of days, so that's why I picked it. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what you said about the creening guitars. It definitely kind of gave me that like nine, early 90s alt-rock vibe, and even going a little bit further back, like an 80s post-punk thing with like just kind of how the guitars like kind of ring. They have that clanging noise. Yeah. like on like Susie and the Banshees or even the cure before they got really pop. Yeah. You know, it has that like vaguely, like just kind of a beautiful post punk sort of sound. It's really pretty. And it is. I was, I was surprised how pretty for, you know, something that's like ostensibly punk or post punk. It's very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not like a huge, like I compare them to like dinosaur junior and Sonic youth. I'm not a huge fan of either of those bands just personally, Maybe Sonic Youth more than Dinosaur Jr., but I just I always what I always try to seek out with those bands is the is the songs where the melodies just hit so perfectly, and I I feel like Chlorine, this song by Title Fight, is a song that accomplishes that. Speaking of that, makes me think um, I'm not a huge Dinosaur Jr. fan either, to be honest. But they do have my kind of favorite songs of theirs are when they cover like just straight up pop songs. Like yes. back in the day they did the cover of Peter Frampton's I Show know. Me the Way and there's a Cure one that's just incredible. But Yeah, I know. I, I I'm not like 
like I said, like Jay Maskus, I'm I'm not like a, a massive massive fan. Massive Maskus fan. Massive Maskus fan, but I I hear the influence on this in this band, and I like what I hear. All right, well let's uh, listen to it. This is Title Fight Chlorine. <laughs> All right, that was Title Fight. Uh, thank you for joining us, and I want to thank Jason Lipschitz and Erica Ramirez for sitting down with me. Um, and, you know, it's getting close to the end of the year, so if you guys have anything you've been listening to, any bands or albums that were your favorites of 2014, uh, tweet them at us. Yeah. We're very interested, and at some point we'll be kind of doing our roundup of our favorite uh, stuff of the year. So That'll be fun. So yeah. that'll be that'll be a good time, and hopefully, you know, we won't get into too much Saint Vincent, even if I put oh, her at my on. top. Oh come on, we can spot. talk about Saint Vincent. We, no, we, we can't. Can. Right, we can no. talk about ASAP <laughs> Ferg, Ferg forever. And if it, all I know is that if we keep talking about Saint Vincent, I'm just gonna pull up like Jesse Ware songs all the time. <laughs> all right, perfect. <laughs> it's a deal. We'll never talk about it again. No. Uh, okay. All right. Anyways, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.